for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Krantz. How's it going today, man? What's up, y'all? Good to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Really excited to have you here. I know we've been trying to do this one for a little bit, and uh, obviously, as life happens, shit happens. So, um, really excited we were able to get you rescheduled and back on the podcast. Um, but yeah, for... Man. But for anybody that's uh, getting to meet you for the first time or just uh, finding out about Krantz, uh, what's kind of your background story? Let's jump right into it and uh, what what got you into music, man? Yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm an alternative rock artist out of Nashville, Tennessee. So, yeah, I'm not country, but in a world of country. But, yeah, man, um, what got me into music was originally – I just got to say it's the Beatles straight up pretty much was like my, when I discovered them, I was like, holy shit. Like this cool music was just like something in the background before that, you know? And then I was like, I remember I watched the Beatles anthology, like their big documentary back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. They're dating myself here, but, um, but yeah, dude, and my, uh, my dad's actually a drummer. So I grew up with like, his band always jamming at the house and stuff like that. But, um, and they listen to my parents both listen to the Beatles a lot too, but so we all watched as a family and I just remember being like, that's what I want to do, you know? So, so automatically got a guitar right after that. My mom had an old seventies K acoustics. So I just, uh, pulled that out of the closet and an old Mel Bay book from like the fifties or something like that, you know, just kind of figured out how to read like basic music and chords mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then honestly, I just jammed along to like Beatles and Zeppelin records. I was a weird kid that just sat in his room all the time, you know, freaking playing along to. You were Al- weird back then, but you're not weird now, so. I don't know, man. <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, so you grew up in uh, Iowa. Whereabouts in Iowa did you grow up? Yeah, man. Just it's a town called Cumming is where I'm from. But uh, it's just, I just say Des Moines because it's south of Des Moines. Gotcha. Capital City, which yeah. is French for the punk, by the way. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> what, what was it like growing up there? As Oh, uh, man, I mean, I don't know. You only have good memories of it, but it's like, it wasn't a whole lot to do. We lived out in the country, and I didn't have a whole lot of friends because I went to a small town school where everybody was born to, like, NASCAR or working out or mm-hmm. – and the music was all just like Metallica and like, yeah. you know, nobody liked the Beatles or anything, but, uh, yeah. but it's all good. Then I, I transferred to a bigger school and I started a punk band with some friends. Those were like my first bands I was in. We were like pop punk stuff. Nice. That was a perfect time, you know, Blink-182 yeah. and all that was big. So yeah, for sure. Still got, still got some place in my heart for all that stuff, you know? That's awesome. That's really cool. And, you know, just growing up in small town America, that's, like, I mean, I think there's a lot more people out there that can relate to that than most musicians think. Because, uh, you know, just li- living in areas where, like, 
football is the priority or working out or, you know, like whatever. It oh, is. yeah. Yeah. Everybody's taking their creatine, going to the gym, and I'm yeah. like carrying my guitar around. Like, yeah. But I will say, though, I remember, the, I remember the first time I played the guitar and it was for the pet band, like mm. for like football games and stuff like that. And I think it was Smoke on the Water. Yeah, well, of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But the band actually played it with horns and stuff like that. But then the director's like, we're going to have you play guitar on it. And I remember they had me set up front in front of the whole band, all set up like a rehearsal. Yeah. And I just came in. I think I was in like eighth grade mm-hmm. and it was the high school band, you know? Yeah. And I just remember I just started that. Dun, 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 and like all the girls in the flute section up front were all like, <laughs> they all like just jumped in their seat. I was like, yes. Nice. That's this awesome. Is- <laughs> That's that was cool. probably the peak, the peak of my musical career right there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just cool. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so when did, so going through school, living in Iowa, when did you start uh, writing your own music? Did, was it once you started that punk band or were you guys just doing kind of covers and stuff like that? No, man, actually I started writing right away because I just wanted to be like the Beatles. And I was like, well, they write their songs. Mm-hmm. So I remember just like, right as soon as I could figure out chords or different voicings on the guitar, I just would start. And at first I didn't realize you had to write lyrics. I would just write a chord progression and be like, Hey, look at this song. I'm like, Oh, but yeah. And then eventually started writing words too. But yeah, I just started writing right away, Mm -hmm. you know, just cause I was more, I've always like, I'm a guitar player and I do a lot of work as a guitar player, but I always consider myself a singer songwriter because Mm -hmm. that's like why I started to play music, you know, to write songs and, spread them around the world yeah for sure for sure and so then um you're so you're growing up in iowa in the des moines we'll call it the des moines area keep things I, nice and simple for everyone well, i uh, mean it's fun to say but yeah but <laughs> it, it's like me growing up on the south side of chicago if i say chicago everybody knows where the hell i'm at if i say i'm from lansing illinois nobody knows where the hell lansing illinois is so that's true yeah it, it that's the curse of living in the suburb of a big city yeah you know? right so um so a, as you're kind of going through this process you're you're working through some different bands right you got um went out on did like a national tour was i reading that right or you open for a bunch of bands yeah man well i had a band i joined out oklahoma after i left iowa mm-hmm. and uh they're called the effects and we we toured full time for a few years. We did oh. like a USO tour in Iraq and we opened for Kings of Leon a couple of times and mm. some I've opened for a lot of acts in that in that band and in a lot of random I'll get hired for work, you know. So a yeah. lot of times I'll open bands, but but yeah, man, we did some cool shows. Nice. What is Good it about know. Oklahoma? Like Oklahoma seems to just have these really kick-ass rock bands that are coming out of them. And it seems to have been that way for like 10 years, like especially out of the independent scene. There's a whole bunch of bands that I know that are coming out of usually between Oklahoma City and Tulsa. But I think that's where 90 percent of the Oklahoma population is anyways. Um, And, you know, I just a lot of really kick ass bands are coming out of that place. Yeah, man, I think it might be the combination of the like, you know, it's got a little bit of Southern influence where Mm -hmm. it's like country and southern rock but then it's also halfway over to like the west you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the mixture of the two i feel is yeah a lot of like southern rock yeah. vibes there and stuff like that 
for sure. And there's not much to do there, so you might as well just start a band and start jamming. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and then how long did you uh, stay in Oklahoma for? Uh, I was there for like three years probably, but we were on the road like 200 days a year, so we weren't really in Oklahoma the whole time, you know? Yeah, I feel that. So you, you were basically just based out of Oklahoma as yeah, a yeah. place all to store your singer, shit? Singer's parents' house. Yeah, so okay. Better. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. And then uh, at what point did you kind of start uh, jumping into your own, like, musical project? Well, we moved to Nashville, and then we broke up, and I played in another band or two after that. And then I was just like, I was always a major songwriter in every band I've been in, mm-hmm. but I've always was just the guitar player. Mm-hmm. And there was always a singer. And I was like, I start, I grew up singing. Like I did in my first bands, I was a singer. And then I just kind of fell out of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, have all these songs stacked up. And I just kind of was all like, well, I'm going to make a freaking album just because I want to do something with these songs, you know, get them documented and move on. And uh, I put my first album out in uh, October of 2016. And it like, it got like a little buzz going around town and, uh, just I got a lot of support of people just saying they loved it. And I found guys automatically saying like, Oh, we want to play with you and stuff. So I was like, well, shit, maybe I should, you know, go after this as like a solo project. And, uh, the rest is history. But yeah, that's ever since then, I just kind of like, well, man, at least I can, uh, write my own songs, you know, mm-hmm. perform how I want to. And I self-produced most of my stuff. This last album or, these recordings that are coming out now, I actually have a God producer, but most of my stuff has been self-produced, mm. but yeah, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, I'm excited about the new stuff. Cool. And they've, uh, uh, or they've, everything's been, was written in while you've been in Nashville. That was, it's a hundred percent been done in Nashville. Yeah. Um, a couple of songs on the older albums I, where I reached back to like songs that my old band I wrote, I'm still good friends with those guys, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes I'll be like, Hey man, I want to record that song we wrote and everybody's like, cool, you know? So, yeah, but majority of them yeah, are just written, you know, within six months of the recording or so, you know? Mm-hmm. That- yeah. So when you were working on the, this solo project, who are you still listening to? some of the same bands you grew up listening to or were you reaching deep into the, into the deep cuts as far as like influences for this uh, project? Man. I mean, always influenced by the Beatles. I guess mm-hmm. it depends on, yeah, what I'm listening to at the moment. I really, uh, I'm kind of a snob and I should get over this, but I'm always like, I really like just older music, you know, like sixties yeah. and seventies is kind of my thing. You know, I love nineties rock too. And I just don't really listen to much new music because mm-hmm. I feel like, well, the radio is just like top 40 just isn't appeal to me that much. Yeah. And, uh, and I really need to get more in the habit of checking out new playlists and stuff like that of more alternative rock stuff. But really I just, I'm still kind of influenced by all that old stuff. I mean, yeah. I still, I just still discover love for old bands, you know, mm-hmm. like I just recently started listening to more kinks albums yeah. and I was like, Holy shit. I love the kinks. Like I didn't realize how many, you know, you just know their hits and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I listen to albums and they're great. You know? Yeah. So sometimes I'll get influenced by that, you know, which is kind of weird. To, going to, going to like their lesser known stuff, like the B side stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or just their albums, you know, yeah. it's like a lot of those bands they'll be like, yeah, their singles are great, but you have to really listen to the album to understand mm-hmm. like, the message in the art and i kind of honestly feel that way about myself too is like 
sometimes not every song you release is going to be the radio monster smash single, but it's good in the album, you know, between mm-hmm. the song and this song, you know, it's a good filler, a good changes the vibe up, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really hope albums come back to life, you know, sometime yeah. in the future. I'm, I think uh, vinyl, I think vinyl is where it's going to be at because that's just like that one thing that even if you're not at always listening to vinyl, it's that piece of art that's in front of you that you can't get from a CD or a cassette. To, I mean, cassettes are making this weird comeback, but I think if albums make a pushback, it's going to be because of vinyl. Like vinyl is going to be where it's at. Yeah, vinyl is the uh, it's the coolest way to own it. And it's like, it is the best sound, you know, really. You know, when you're playing on vinyl, it just sounds the best. Yeah. It's just you got to get people to get get over the laziness of just, you know, clicking it on their phone and yeah but yeah i feel like true fans they want to own the vinyl you know yeah yep i like, and that's whenever i go out to shows if a band has vinyl i say this every time just give me that vinyl i'll pay for it i don't care so cool man i want to get some made it's just so damn expensive oh yeah. <laughs> yeah it is it really is and that's why whenever i see it if i can afford it it's like okay i'll buy your vinyl because i know you paid eight hundred dollars to get 20 of those printed or you know obviously it's not yeah it's not that insane but i mean if you get a small amount it probably is about that you know you gotta buy them full to get any sort of reasonable price as far as that is that is a fact that's a a whole different podcast yeah (laughs) oh it really is it really is um and so kind of going through your music uh you done a nice mix of doing like singles albums albums singles or albums eps and singles you know you're kind of mixing it up really good um do you see yourself kind of staying in that track or do you see yourself hopefully just doing albums or where do you kind of see yourself i mean i guess when i go to record occasionally i'll just do a one-off i'll just go in the studio just record one song just Mm -hmm. so i have something to release you know if it's been a while Mm-hmm. but I feel like I like to record an album for him. Cause I feel like I'm such an old school album lover that I feel like you get a vibe, you know, mm-hmm. like between all the songs, you know, it's like, so they kind of all mesh together. So that's my favorite thing is, you know, just collect the best 10 mm-hmm. songs you've written over the last, you know, eight months or so, and then just get some guys and go record and yeah. get a vibe. And Yeah. But every now and then, you know, you got to record a single just to have some stuff. Because now it's like music is like social media. You just got to keep pushing stuff out, you know, so. Yeah, that, that that's the unfortunate truth of the industry. So yeah. um, when you go in to record, are you, do you have like a full band that you'll record with? Or is it mostly you or how, how does that kind of work for you? I've done both. I've done, I guess most recordings, it's mostly me, but couple of the couple of albums or EPs that earn EP and EP, I guess uh, I had like a band on, but this last one, I just had a drummer mm-hmm. and my, my keys players, he's always been with me since day one. He always records with me, but then uh, I did like bass and guitar and all that nice. stuff myself. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let's jump into the uh, new single that dropped. How long ago did girlfriend drop? at this point i know we've rescheduled uh, this thing a few times so yeah right that was oh my god i can't remember the date i mean it was probably a month and a half ago okay maybe months ago gotcha. but i got another one coming out this friday actually so 
Awesome. Awesome. We'll get, we'll jump into that one here as well. Um, what's kind of the, uh, story behind girlfriend? Oh man, it's, uh, it's just kind of, I'll be honest. It's just kind of a cheesy song I wrote to my girlfriend, like, because I haven't had a girlfriend in a very, very long time. I'm kind mm-hmm. of notoriously the single musician guy with all my friends and everything like that. But, uh, and, um, just started hanging out with her. She was my hangout girl, which is my next single. But, uh, and then it's just kind of like, you know, just like you're talking to the chick and you're like, Oh, let's make this official. You know, it's kind of brought back my, uh, my pop punk vibes I had, you know, back from my early twenties and stuff like that. I was feeling channeling that through when I was writing it, but, um, yeah, man, it's just kind of a simple, you know, catchy pop song about, just talking about wanting to be with your girlfriend and like mm-hmm. the cool things you can do and stuff. So, yeah. and is it like a, is it like a prequel to your new single coming out? Hangout girl. Hangout girl is actually the prequel to this one. Oh, hangout girl is the prequel to this. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Prequels yeah. are a hot. You know, so. <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. And if, is the intent for both of these songs uh, to like eventually be another album or where yeah, were... these girlfriend was the first release of the yeah. album that I'm, you know, will eventually, I probably won't release every song as a single, but I'll probably do at least five mm-hmm. until the end of the year. And then just release the album, you know, not end of the year, probably October or so, October, November. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, this is the second one, the one that comes, the one coming out this Friday is the second one. Cool. Yeah, it's that that's really cool though, like how you're doing it. So you got like girlfriend and then you're doing the prequel as the releasing it second. Which yeah, yeah. That that's very the whole album is it's uh it goes in order. It's kind of like, you know, kind of tells the story of us meeting and carrying on and stuff. And actually uh a good buddy of mine, Dean Thomas X, is a cool artist, and he's all the covers are tarot cards with the song oh, nice. title. So then at the end when all all songs are done it's going to be i don't know the final design but it's going to be the tarot cards on it you know like how each song is mm. like listed on the album that's cool that's actually almost a really cool idea for something to give away or as like a, a something to sell at the merch table it's like the, oh yeah Ooh, i gotta write that down because uh, i've seen a there's a like a doom metal band that we work with a lot out of montana that they do that they have like their own set uh, of tarot cards which is really cool i wasn't so. the first one damn it i will <laughs> they don't name it after their songs like so the way they do it is their entire lineage of their band tells the story and so the tarot cards are based off of this story whereas you the way you would do it releasing it off the music itself is uh yeah 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 so i guess they probably wouldn't work well for the actual people that know how they work or whatever but yeah it's still be cool like you know thing to just have yeah for sure especially with like trading cards being all the all the rage right now that yeah right there, there's definitely something there Hell yeah. um, so you got those two songs or you've got the girlfriend out now you got the hangout girl single coming out next on yeah, friday. friday um are you doing a like a special show or release show or is it where where you can get um, on that one I'm not doing one for this one. I did one for the girlfriend release and I'm doing a show here in a couple of weeks, hmm. but um, yeah, I'm not doing any big show. Just kind of just doing a big splash on social media and all that stuff. 
Cool. But yeah, kind of trying to avoid downtown Nashville during CMA Fest. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it would be, yeah not it, good. It's been wild because my Facebook is just like all CMA Fest right now because I, I work with a lot of different types of musicians, but when it comes to Nashville, there's that predominant Americana country just vibe that comes out of there. And so it's just been cma fest everywhere it's oh yeah yeah it's it's well now every bar downtown is named after a country artist so yeah i feel that yeah so um what's the for hangout girl you kind of explained the uh girlfriend what's the story about hangout girl that's just kind of uh it was talking about her but it was like i don't know it's kind of a when people say we're just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to say like we're dating, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But, you know, obviously you're, you're getting down with each other or something like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just yeah. kind of that. It's just kind of like, I talk about the fun things we do. Like we always, we always sit at the bar mm-hmm. and I just say like, I can, I can still hang with the boys, but I would rather hang with her, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of like talking about the different thing, going to the park and, mm-hmm. She played disc golf with me once, which a girl has never done before. So I was like, ah, that's cool. You know, just like hanging out. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. And, uh, do you already know what the third song is going to be, or is that still kind of in limbo? Man, I have a a label I'm working with on distribute distribution and they're, uh, we kind of made a list, but now that I've got, I just recently got all the songs mastered and sent back to me. I'm going to do the whole, send it off to, some people and figure out the best the way because i on the past i've picked it myself a lot of times and it's always that's the worst decision because mm. the artist's favorite song is never the people's favorite song and yeah. the artist's least favorite song is always the big hit you know so yeah well i mean to be fair it should be the the way to look at it is probably the like what you're authentically connected to. Not even leaving the idea of favorites out of it. Just like you feel good playing the song or you connect with the song. Like that. Yeah, me, yeah, definitely. That registers. Well, I mean, just, I I feel but, like I connect with pretty much most. You know, I feel like I'd have trouble picking. You know, because sometimes and there's always like the weird one. Like there's one called Good Morning. It's very like kind of jazz chords and it's mm-hmm. just very different for me so for me i'm like super excited about that you know mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily know that any that's going to be everyone else's favorite so yeah i just like to hear some people's opinions and i, and I can still say no i'm gonna put this one out you know in the end if i want to so yeah that's true that's very true yeah um so kind of moving forward with uh the rest of 2022 obviously you're you're working towards releasing the uh, full-length album. Uh, what else do you have in the works? Are you touring, still touring out? I know you just had a, an interesting gig this past weekend out in uh, yeah. Nebraska, right? Yeah, yeah. Stuck in a camper all weekend. We're supposed to have hotel rooms with no electricity or running water, but yep. But it was still fun. <laughs> I feel that. I got, I, mean, a there. I got a free game of golf in, you know. Oh, but, awesome. yeah, man, we're, we're – um, I got a couple shows coming up here in Nashville. I'd love to go on the road again. Um, kind of need to find, uh, looking for a good, I'm getting some good uh, live promo video made. So I'm trying to get us on some 
you know, an opening slot or something mm-hmm. to make it worth it because it's kind of tough these days just to go out on your own mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like I, COVID really, you know, screwed up yeah. things. I know things are kind of getting back to normal, but it's still slowly, you know, it's not yeah. quite, everybody's not out oh, yeah, for sure. shows as much as they used to, but I'd love to get back on the road. You know, it's hard to say right now when that'll be, but it's, it's in the, you know, it's in the back of my mind all the time. I'm thinking about it. So hopefully that. sooner than later. I feel that. Yeah. My buddy, uh, Jeff, who's, uh, like my audio engineer and uh, partner in all this, he is, uh, about to find out how hard it is to get out on the road right now because they've been planning this tour for like the last six months. I think it's like, just like a 10 day tour. They're going to go like Arizona, Colorado, and like West Texas. They're going to just do like this loop around New Mexico. And they've had, they started booking like three or four months ago. And a lot of the venues are like, oh, this is way too far out for us right now. You got to call, get a hold of us like a month out before we can like confirm anything. And so they waited a month out and now all those spots are filled and they're struggling to get this place like any shows booked. And I'm like, dude, that's just shitty promoter. Like that's shitty. On yeah. I don't know why a promoter would say that's too far ahead. That's gonna. Yeah. It's like, it's if they're not planning at least four months ahead, then they don't know what yeah, they're right. doing. You know? Usually if I had a club four months ahead, they're already, they're already have their slots filled, you know? Yeah. For sure. Like I, there's a place that I help or we help support out in Roswell, New Mexico. They've already got shows booked into next year. Oh and yeah. That's, that's kind of normal. I feel. Yeah. So it was just like, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and he's like, dude, I don't like we're we have like six days available or six days of shows that we're trying to book. And like three of them, we can't get anything booked at the moment, which is like, dude, that's just unfortunate, you know? Yeah, dude. So, but um, anyway, so outside of music, uh, I, you brought up disc golf that you yeah, play. Uh, what do you do outside of music when you need to escape or just uh, decompress from life? Um, Sorry, I'm messing with my phone. Um. Man, I, uh, I'm a big golfer. That's kind of my number one, mm-hmm. you know, on the day off at escape. Yeah. Disc golf. I don't know. I just love to be outside. Honestly, like me and my girlfriend are going take mm-hmm. walks all the time, you know, go hiking or something like that or take her dogs out. And that's kind of my unwinding and just jogging and getting some sun, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, we're actually talking about leaving Nashville in the fall so we're hoping to move somewhere with a little more outdoor activity nashville's a very drinking town yeah i feel that <laughs> really I, you, where would would you like can possibly consider going back out to like iowa or is that like too far nah we're thinking more like arizona or california okay you know somewhere still there's a hobbit music scene yeah i got that Arizona is really cool. I like it, it takes uh, a minute to get used to that high desert and like the heat out there, but man, once you do it, it there's nothing like it. So it's pretty, man. Like the desert looks cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
but um, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. So um, before we leave, uh, one thing that we do with every musician that comes on the podcast is we play a nice little game called Rapid Fire Randomness. Correct. And so basically what we do is I have a random question generator and I fire off 10 random questions from the generator and you just answer them as quickly as you can. And it's just a fun, lighthearted game to learn some random facts about the musicians we have on here. All right. All right. So if you're ready, let's play some rapid fire randomness. Do it. All right. What instantly makes you lose respect for someone? Uh, If they're rude to people. All right. During a date, what did your date say that made you realize that it wasn't going to work out? I don't like the Beatles. Do you prefer iPhone or Android? Oh, iPhone. All right. From the office, what is Michael's most cringiest moment? Oh, it's got to be the uh, when he promised all the kids the scholarship. And then he had to back out on it. What do you usually think about that moment before you fall asleep? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm usually singing songs in my head or something or thinking of a new song I'm writing or something. I'm going to go with that. All right. This I'm going to ask this question, but what is the biggest thing holding your current relationship back? Uh, Oh, man, I don't know. That was a deep cut. I did not expect that one. Ah. Um, probably figuring out where we're going to move or what we're going to do getting out of Nashville. For sure. Actually, that yeah. makes sense. Cause we talked about that. So, yeah. All right. Describe the f- weirdest first date you've ever had. Oh man. I haven't had a whole lot of dates. I'll be honest. Uh, weirdest first date. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to a movie with a girl. This is back when I was like a teenager Mm -hmm. and she was very like, not touchy. Like I remember the movie, she was like scooting away from me and I was just like, this is weird. I don't know. That's probably not a very good story, but (laughs) this is the only thing I can think of, honestly. Yeah. I got you. How many tattoos do you have? Oh man. I don't know. Like, does this count as one? Like, Wait, I mean, I guess it would be how many sessions, I guess, if each? Uh, I'd say like 25 or so, probably. Okay. How, how can you create more time? You can't, man. For sure. Time is limited. We only got, we all got the same amount. Actually, yep. we don't really, but at the moment. Yeah. And then how many hours of sleep do you get per night? Try to do the recommended eight, usually closer to seven or seven and a half, but. And then to end it all, what is your biggest fear? Oh, man, probably underwater trees. Like, you know, when you're going by a pond or a lake and you see mm-hmm. those jagged branches popping up out of yeah. the water, just by like that much. And I'm all like, what if it rained a little bit? And then I go jump in the water and then. I'm... Yeah, I feel it. Stab. That's. I feel that, I've, you know, growing up around the lake, 
You see yeah, that dude. a lot. Yeah. You, I feel it. Water, man. You don't know what's under you. For sure. Especially sure. in the Midwest when it's usually like murky, dirty water and you can't see uh, but like a couple inches below. You yeah. feel something weird hit your foot. And you're like, oh, I don't yeah. know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that way too hard. But yeah. that's rapid fire randomness. It was a lot deeper tonight than it usually is. I that was I kind of a, deep. Yeah. It's like, it. Usually it's usually it's like, how many pennies can you fit in your living room? You know, some random shit like that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. But um, once again, I do want to thank you for joining us. Um, if anybody wants to check out your music or uh support you in any way, interact with you on social, uh, where's the best place for people to catch you? Man, uh, my Instagram and TikTok, which are really the only things I've more focused on, are at Krantz Music, K-R-A-N-T-Z Music, and uh, or just KrantzMusic.com. That's just my website, and it's got links to everything on there. And on Spotify, it's just Krantz and Apple Music, K-R-A-N-T-Z. <laughs> but yeah, check it out, and everybody check out my new single this Friday. It's called Hangout Girl, coming out. Yes, everybody check that out. And I'm sure you'll post the links all over social and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. Are you planning on doing a music video for any of these upcoming releases? Man, contemplating. I'm not sure which one. I find I have more luck just making videos on my iPhone than when I actually hire a video crew and spend thousands of dollars. I'm like, well, I got more views on this one that I made with my iPhone. So. Yeah, the, but the yeah, yeah. I'll is... put, I'll put, I always put something together, you know. My TikTok is is kind of a uh, don't want to brag on it, but it's pretty awesome. So nice. I have to, I'm trying to get better about TikTok. I'm really oh, trying. Man. I promise. I enjoy it. It's fun. I just don't have the personality for it. It's just like you, you got to be willing to get out there and do craziness yeah. on there, and it's just like, eh, that's not me. It's ah, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> maybe one of these days. Who knows? Yeah, you're good. But well, cool, man. well, thanks for having me, my brother. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anytime you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. Love to have you back. And um, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you all on Thursday. All right. Peace. Y'all.